What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Business Breakthrough. In today's episode, I sit down with Judith. She is a brand new painting business owner. Really great episode. We had to knock out some foundational principles here to get her off on the right foot, to get things moving, uh, really just kind of help her see a different perspective. Big thing that a lot of contractors really have trouble overcoming is that employee mentality, right? So many of us have started jobs because, or excuse me, started businesses because we didn't like who we were working for. We felt like we were mistreated. So we can't carry that with us into owning a business. So we spend a lot of time narrowing down really the mindset that comes with owning a business. The big question you need to ask yourself every day is, do I own a job or do I own a business? And unfortunately, the majority of contractors out there own a job. That's right, they're a slave to their own business. But the other side of the fence is so much greener, it's so much better, and that's when you're finally fully in control of your destiny, your freedom, your time, and that's what Contractor Secrets is about. It's about taking back our time, building a business with systems, standards, values, procedures, putting yourself in the driver's seat, and that's what it's about. So I'm excited. I'm happy to have you here. Let's dive into the Contractor Secrets Podcast. All right, what's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Business Breakthrough. I'm here with Judith Faber of JE Painting. Uh, we are in a painting contractor group. She reached out. I've never spoken to you, so I'm super excited to just hear a little bit about what you got going on. So tell me about your business. Uh, just recently started about three months ago. Uh, been doing word of mouth marketing, some door hangers, things like gotcha. that. But awesome. uh, my, my revenue isn't that well, so I just kind of want to get some tips and tricks from you. Okay. I've heard your podcast, so. Yeah, so you're looking to kind of get off the ground. Um, I guess the first question I have is, uh, do you have anyone working with you or is it just you? It's just me. All right, so it's just you right now. And you've been doing a little bit of word of mouth. What did you do before you started your painting business? I was a painter for a different business. Okay, why'd you leave? 15, I was making 15 an hour and they didn't want to give me a raise. And I was just doing everything by myself for like a general contractor gotcha. who didn't have a painter. So I was like the painter, the wallpaper removal, the texture removal person, all that. So just I categorize that as resentment, right? If you had to narrow it down, you're just resentful of yeah. the person you're working for if that individual gave you a raise and said judith you're killing it for us we want you know we want to invest in you here's 20 bucks an hour would you have stayed possibly for a, for a little longer yeah. for a little longer or you would have just had a little more pride about it i mean you know so that's a foundational thing right there because i we can get into all these marketing and all that but we need to realize you need to build the team right if you don't build the team you're essentially doing the same thing you were doing with much more responsibility. Yeah, you're going to make more money because you're the one selling the job. But how much more responsibility do you have on a daily basis and compared to what you have now, right? Right. Hun, right? You got to answer yes. the phone. You're, you're still figuring out how to set up a website. Like you're learning all these things and it's probably pretty, pretty hard, right? I mean, off the bat, would you agree? Yeah, absolutely. Very stressful. <laughs> so- Let's start off with the foundation. My, my first thought is, okay, you got thrown into a business. You didn't plan for this. You were like, I'm done. I'm going to go figure it out myself, right? Yes. Okay. So how do we prevent people from doing that to you? And that's something that you need to really think about is like when you finally get people to work for you, how do we ensure that they don't do the same exact thing that happened to you 
um, they don't do that to you, right? They don't, they don't have resentment to we're working with you. Um, and ultimately you provide a good place for them to work so they can produce jobs so you can make profit and you're not doing all the work, right? That's the transition that's going to be the hardest for you. It's like, you came into this business saying, I need to do the work. We need to transition that to, I need to find someone else to do this work as quickly as possible. Does that make sense? Yes. Right. So what makes employees happy? What would you say may, would have made you happy? Appreciation. Um, and I know that, you know, all good deeds don't get noticed, but a raise would have been a, a life changer at that point, I guess wow. you would say. And wow. it just, every time I talked to him, my previous boss about it, he just wasn't having it. Wow. So you're, you talked to your previous boss about it. He didn't value you enough right there wasn't value there he said i can yeah. replace you which is really sad because little did he know he had a business owner working for him which you you are you now are right so that's yes. to his that's to his mistake is that now he had to replace a business owner somebody that actually had the guts the grit determination to start a business with somebody who is okay with making 15 dollars an hour and probably doesn't do half of what you did for that individual I think all things happen for a reason. So you're here now. So just remember those two things. Number one, appreciation. Guess what? The best thing about appreciation is. What? It's free. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> it's free, right? Giving out appreciation. You, you need to give that out every single day, every single day. It doesn't matter if don't ever lose that, right? In my business, I have a, I have nine employees right now. I thank them for doing tasks that they should do i thank them for it it's just it's become a way of life for me is to just appreciate 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 it i was in your shoes i know what that felt like and you can never give somebody enough appreciation it never it, it never hurts somebody they never get tired of it like they're never gonna say golly man that boss that we have you just won't stop thanking me man it's annoying <laughs> okay it never happens so one of your foundational principles for owning your business needs to be appreciation. Okay. That, that is one of the things that was a pain point for you. So when you get somebody on your team, focus on appreciation. Okay. And when you appreciate somebody, they're that much encouraged to do something else. Right. Cause right. This, it, it's intangible money. It's money for the soul. Okay. And that's important. So the second thing was more money. Let's talk about more money. Right. So let me ask you this. You wanted more money, and I'm going to tell you this, and then I'll ask you a question. The reason why you wanted more money is because the value in which you were giving your boss was higher than the value of which he was giving you in return in terms of money, right? So yes. you went to work every day. You were the only one, and you had to do everything. You had to do wallpaper removal. You had to do painting. You had to do – you probably had to wash the car. I don't know what you had to do. You had to do a lot of things, right? Yeah, scrape ceilings, all, right. all that. Scrape ceilings. You go into work and you're like, oh my God, I'm doing all this. And you're pulling out your iPhone calculator and you're saying 15 times eight equals, I bet you know that number right off the top of your head. And you're saying to yourself, that's what I'm getting today to, to, to do this, right? Yes. That sucks. Yeah. So what dollar amount could we have placed on you to keep you there. Right. So I said 20 bucks and you still said, uh, it would have kept me there for a while. Yeah. 
So there was something else missing. I know what that is, is essentially that you were running a business and not getting any credit for it. You were doing everything by yourself. That was his biggest mistake. So how do we fix that as a business owner now? So somebody doesn't do that. Cause ultimately when you tell somebody they do a whole job by themselves, they have no reason not to go start their own business. They're doing everything and they're making hardly anything. All they would need is one job for the month and they would make yeah. the same amount, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So here's how you fix that is you build a team. So let me ask you this. If not only he said, Hey, Judith, here's 17. And I just hired three people that I want you to run the crew and you guys all work together. A little bit different, right? Very different. You know why? It's because the value exchange is now a little bit less. Everyone's contributing to the whole and you don't feel like you're entitled to more money because you have three other individuals that are helping you. So if you cut a pie into four pieces, you're doing 25% of the work. Somebody else is doing 25% of the work. Other person, 25, other person, 25. If you have a team of four, okay. Team of three, 33, 33, 33, team of two, 50, 50. Okay. Now you were doing hundred percent of the work. You see what I'm saying? Yes. So he was making out like a fat rat, pretty much only paying you $15 an hour on jobs that he was probably selling for thousands of dollars. Yes. Poor business owner. And he's going to probably, he's probably been running yeah. through employees forever. He's probably really stressed out the guy. Would you agree? Yeah. Cause I just, I kind of just quit. Yeah. He just quit. He's stressed. So, but let's talk about you because I'm, I'm excited for you at this point. So those are foundational things I want you to understand. You know, you can be two types of business owners in this industry. Number one, you can go to work every day and get paint on your clothes. Okay. At that point, you're not a business owner. Don't tell anyone you own a business, you own a job. You wear a nice logo. You filed with the state. You actually created a job for yourself. That's really a good accomplishment though. I'm not knocking that. I say, I think that takes grit to do that. And, and it is an accomplishment, but you need to own a business. Do you know the definition of a business? No, not, not particularly. Well, I don't know it either. I created this one. It's a living, <laughs> <laughs> it's a living, breathing organism that essentially has the potential to run without the person who created the business. Okay. So that should be the focus, right? Is like, this thing is living and breathing. You're feeding it with food and water every day. Okay. Right now you're doing everything. And if we listed out all the tasks that you should be doing, I guarantee you're not even doing all of them, right? I'm going to go ahead and list them. So you see kind of what I'm saying. Okay. Answering, answering the phone. Okay. Do you have a, do you have a business phone number yet? Not yet. Okay. So figuring out how to get a business phone number, answering the phone number, right? Do you have a website yet? Uh, Facebook. Figuring out how to get a website, checking the website, uploading photos on the website. Okay. This is, we haven't even got to the job yet, Judith. All right. <laughs> um, branding, you know, getting your branding, right. Do you have, do you have business cards? Yes. Okay. Handing out business cards. All right. These are just like some marketing things. Let's talk about actual responsibilities of on the job, picking up the paint, right? Ordering the paint, painting the job that takes so much time, right? Doing estimates. Are you doing homeowners? Or you doing new construction homeowners. Perfect. So they need, they need to be catered to, right? You got to update them. You have to do a nice estimate. You have to, you know, 
be there on time and make sure that they're happy with everything. Sometimes you got to do color samples. Like that's, I've just listed like 15 things and you and I both know you're not, you're not 100% doing all those things. You can't as one person and paint the jobs. Right. Right. So how, so let's talk about this for a second. Homeowners, right? What has been your experience right now with the jobs that you've done? And like, I'm going to kind of go here. Are you taking on full houses or what type of jobs are you taking on in these last few months? Um, there was one full house, but the rest have been like a couple of rooms just need a simple color change and a trim okay. touch up. And okay. that's really the majority of kind of what I can take right now, because like you said, I am by myself. Yep. So you're, you're really kind of timid to accept anything big, right? Yes. Have you been offered the opportunity to take a bigger job? Uh, once and I turned it down like immediately and then I yeah. thought about it and I regretted it. Yeah. But you turned it down because you were like, this is too big, right? Yes. Don't feel bad about it. I think that was smart and that was the right thing to do, but you need to be building now. Like this is building. Let me ask you this personal question. Do you have above $5,000 saved up or below $5,000 saved up? Below. Below. Okay. How's your credit? Uh, it's about Let 640. Me Okay. So do you have a Sherwin-Williams account? Uh, do is it a credit account or is it a cash account? It's a cash account. Okay. Have you ever had a credit account with Sherwin-Williams? No. Okay. So my suggestion is this. All right. Let's give you some action steps now because the reason I'm saying this is because we want to get some cash flow. All right. Let me ask you this. Let's narrow it down even further. Above three grand or below three grand? Uh, three grand. <laughs> okay. You're at three grand. Perfect. So the good news is you don't have anyone to pay for right now, right? So like your costs are only what you have. So if you have $3,000, my vision for you is to save that 3,000 to where you don't even touch it to run your business. Okay. How do we do that? It's very simple. Actually, painting business is great. Thank you. Sherman Williams for this. When I started my business, I had 20,000 saved up. Okay. I thought I would have to use it. I never touched it. Okay. This is how I did it. So essentially you having good credit, you should be able to apply for a credit account in Sherwin-Williams. All right. That's, that's what you should do. It's a 0% account. There's no interest on it. It's the most beautiful program that any manufacturer or any distributor could offer a labor market. Okay. It's brilliant. I mean, what they've done and essentially, okay. What we do is we finance that paint for 30 days. Okay. And you have 30 days to pay it back. So when you go to the, the paint store, you know, let's say, let's, let's put this scenario into play. Okay. You find a job, you, you, you book it out for a week from now. Okay. For that whole week, you need to focus on getting somebody else to work with you. Okay. The big thing is like, how am I going to pay this person? Well, the, the credit account is going to give you that insurance policy because essentially when you book a job, you have every right to ask for a deposit. Okay. It's a industry norm. Okay. Thousand bucks. If you need it, once you're comfortable, just do 500 bucks, but Say a thousand bucks. Cool. Now you have a thousand bucks. You have your three grand in savings. You have a thousand bucks as a deposit. You have not spent anything yet. Now you go over to Sherwin Williams with your credit account. You buy all the materials and paint that you need on the credit account. Okay. You still haven't spent the thousand deposit and your three grand that you have saved doesn't get touched yet. Right. Follow me so far. Yes. Okay. So now you have a thousand dollars to pay an individual. If you need to, that's in your business account. Okay. That's the deposit, right? So here's the, here's the cool part. Now you have, now you can finish the job. Let's say the job was three grand. Okay. 
you pay back the thousand bucks or however much you did in material, you pay the, you, you already paid the employee. So there you go. Now you have the pot, now you have profit there. And then you recycle that you take out that whatever profit you made and do the same thing. And, that, and it's up to you whether you want to pay off the Sherwin Williams account immediately, or do you want to wait to the end of the month? But all it takes is one job to get started. Like you, and then you do that forever. I'm still doing it. I'm doing it for four years. I, I have a $25,000 limit on my Sherwin Williams account. And we just pay it off every month, just frees up cash flow. You know, it's, it's, and it's 0%. Why? It's free money. So get with your rep, say, hey, I need to open up a credit account and then do that because I'm lining you up right now to be able to hire. Okay. And hire confidently. You know, so let me ask you this What questions do you have about hiring and employees? Because we need to build this foundation out before we even think about getting jobs. What, like, when you think about hiring employees, what are some things that you're scared about? What are some things that you're kind of like not sure about? I'm just scared about finding someone reliable, really. Okay. So let's put it this way. Everything in business has a strategy to give you a, a result, right? You don't just, just do things to do them, okay? When you think about finding like somebody, like that's your biggest fear is like finding somebody that's, that's like valuable. So in, in terms of a relationship, right? Like when we're looking for somebody to be in a relationship with, like you don't go into it thinking, man, I'm scared that I won't get somebody that's, that's going to, that, that's going to ruin my life. Right. Like, you don't right. think that, right. <laughs> Cause you know that you're going to put them through checks and balances before you make any sort of commitment. Yes. Yes. Well, it's the same thing with, with hiring, right? Like, however you attract that individual, like if you went on a, uh, I don't know if you went on like a, a hookup and you just like put out that, Hey, I'm, I'm looking for somebody for this week, you know, or whatever's out there. Okay. You're going to get a much different result than if you went into a place that, uh, where people are looking for long-term commitments. Right. And right. it's the same thing with employees, right? Like if you just like say to anyone in a parking lot, Hey, uh, I need help with a paint job. Can you come help me? You don't know what you're going to get. Now, if you have somebody that is looking for a job on Indeed or Craigslist, okay, because they recognize they need a job and they want to work for somebody, then you're going to get somebody of much higher standards, somebody that's going to be much more committed to you. Okay. So it first starts with the approach. Then it starts, then the next phase of that is what you do from there. Do you want to know the biggest mistake contractors make? What? Subcontracting? Well, that's, that's one of them. But I mean, I'm thinking early on, you should have employees. I'm just saying one of the biggest mistakes that you can make is not doing a phone interview, an in-person interview, and a working interview. You need to at least do those three before you bring okay. someone on. And the reason why is, is because a lot of people feel that they're desperate, like they need, um, like they need to bring on an employee. And the problem with that is, is that like, they just hire out of scarcity. Like if you have a big job and you meet somebody like, Hey, come work with us. You know what I'm saying? Right. So that would be, that would be, uh, you know, my advice to you is make sure that you take them through those channels. Okay. You know, so what questions do you have for me? Um, Pretty much just like, how did you, uh, I heard your podcast about how you're a car salesman and all that stuff. So it helps you with like estimates and negotiations, right. but like for a normal person who doesn't have, well, not a normal person, but a person who doesn't have sales experience, like at all, 
very shy, very timid. How would you suggest they approach the estimate and negotiation part? That's a great question. So um, in terms of like you and your personality, right? When I, like, you have to understand that you may call yourself shy and timid right now, like chilling in your house. But when you put it like a sales hat on, you have got to change that personality. And I do it too. Like I'm a totally different person the way I'm talking to you now than I am when I talk to somebody in a sales interaction. Right. And I think the most important thing for you to always just remember is that at the end of the day, the person in front of you is in 100% control of whether or not you succeed. Right. I mean, ultimately, if you never sell a job, your business will fail. So there right. has to be some si some sort of internal drive, right? That says, you know what? I have to be outside of myself right now in order to convey to this individual that I'm the right fit for them. And I think that doesn't mean changing your personality, but it means having a certain level of confidence, right? About your ability to do a good job. And I think that you're lacking a lot of confidence right now. And I think your customers feel that because you're new into the business. You probably don't have a really good proposal process lined up. You probably really don't, you know, know kind of what pricing to price. So you're coming in like a lot lower than you should. And you're kind of pricing out of desperation because you don't have any work lined up. And if they ask you something to do, that's a lot more than what you would do. You kind of back them off of it a little bit and just like give them advice to do smaller projects because that's what you can handle. Is all that right? Yes. hundred percent hundred percent. Yeah. So that's why I knew all this ahead of time because I've done this enough. I've helped a good amount of people and I've seen the different stages. That's why I'm focusing so heavy on the foundation here because you're not, I'm just going to be honest with you and I don't know you and don't take this personally. I don't come across that way. I just need to give you the truth because the truth will set you in the right direction. Whether you never talk to me again, whether you're like that guy was a jerk, at least I gave you the truth, right? Right. You ready, you ready for it? Because it, it might yeah. sting a little bit. All right, cool. It's all right. I appreciate that. And I and and that I mean, it's it's hard to come on to something like this and ask questions, but I, I admire that. But I'm gonna tell you the truth right now. You will not succeed alone. There'll be no success for you. Just so you know, you will not succeed. Okay. And I'm sorry to tell you that. And everyone has a different definition of success. So let me preface what I'm saying is you will not enjoy the fruits of owning a business if you continue to work alone, okay? And by the fruits, I mean freedom financially and in terms of your time, okay? And the feeling that you have everything under control because if you are working inside of each job and trying to manage things, it's going to cause unnecessary stress. That's all that's gonna happen. And when you're stressed out, it's hard to be successful. It's hard to be confident. And we're running into these issues now. So I'm not saying that you couldn't paint every job and be happy doing it. I understand that. And, that, and some people are. You have people that have painted for 40 years by themselves. You see them post in our group all the time. Are they really successful though in business? Because this is a business conversation. In life, they might love waking up every day and painting. That's great. And maybe that's their definition of success in life. I'm talking business here. I'm talking J&E painting, the entity itself. Is that a successful business? Absolutely not, because you can't sell it. That's the definition of a successful business. Can you give me the keys to J&E painting and will it produce revenue? Okay. Without you. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yes, very much so. So when you ask me a question about how do I become 
a confident salesperson? Well, think about it this way. If you had a team of two painters that were phenomenal at their job, you knew that they would show up on time and give your customer a great experience without you being there. Would you come across a little more confident than you are right now? Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Right. Like I'll give you an example. I'm building a software called drip jobs. I don't know if you've seen it or heard of it. It's in the group. I talk about it a little bit, but I know the software is so good that I can come across confident about it to, to individuals like, Hey, this is going to be great for you. If the software sucked, it would be hard for me to be confident and sell it. Does that make sense? Yeah. Same thing with my painting business. I focus so much on hiring, not just because I know how valuable it is, but I know that hiring goes hand in hand with my sales. Cause all I'm really doing is selling labor to people. Okay. They could buy the paint, I guess, if they want, they're hiring me for the labor. So that means that the hiring needs to be the most important thing that you focus on first. So if you have the best painter in the world, you can still be introverted as a salesperson. That doesn't mean you have to be eccentric. I'm not saying you have to change your life. You could just exude a little more confidence that you got it under control. Okay. And that's what it, those go hand in hand. So again, that's why the first part of this was asking you about your experience as an employee, helping you see how you need to change that for the next person that comes into your business and how, how you need to change that cycle of I've been mistreated because a lot of people don't change the cycle. All you've ever known was how you were treated by other business owners. And I'm telling you that that's wrong. You need to just go with how you would, would have loved to be treated. I don't think people are going to take advantage of you. You have to have discernment and say, okay, this individual is clearly taking advantage of my kindness. I have to fire him. Right. Because I'm a, I'm a very nice business owner, very kind. I love my guys. It's happened to where I felt like I was being taken advantage of. I had to make a tough decision, let them go. I want to pay people well. I want them to come to work and enjoy working for me. You can be very successful. It's just a matter of, are you willing to do what it requires? You have three grand. You're already ahead of many people that I help. You don't even need to spend it. I gave you a strategy, right? Go to Sherwin-Williams, get the credit account, find a job, get the deposit, and throughout that time that you're setting all these things up, you need to hire somebody. And let me ask you this. Does hiring somebody right now scare you, even if you found the right person? Yes, very much. Why does it scare you? Because it's like, okay, well, I mean, I have a job lined up next week, but it's like 800 bucks. So, huh? all you need. You know? so why do you need to make money right now? You don't need 800 bucks. You have three grand. Why do you need it? Right. Right? Is that an interesting way to look at it? You don't need to make yes. that money. You're building right now you're building your business it may require you to give that 800 bucks to the person that you hire but guess what what does that allow you to do you can leave the job and go find another job but you can't do that now so you have one job lined up that's all you need hey we have don't even, they don't need to know that just say hey we have work and what you can do is you can time it right so you can push out that job a little bit and then do estimates, 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 try to get another one and then say, Hey, we're starting in, this is your start date. It's actually going to be like, if today's the 19th, you can say, all right, it's March 1st. Even if you know that you could start the Monday, you may push that job out to give you some more time to get another job, at least to stack the schedule. Does that make sense? Yes. So even with that 800 bucks, Oh, it's only 800 bucks. Well, give it to them and think of it as like, okay, they're good for this week. I need to get another job. And then you'll get yours. It's not going to take you long, but now you can take on bigger jobs because you have two people now, right? 
and you right. keep that momentum going and you can leave and go do estimates. Okay. Didn't think about it like that. Yeah. It's an important, it's, it's an important mindset shift that you, that many people don't think of, but you got to think of an investor. Like you're no longer an employee, you're an investor. When you bought your business, quote unquote, okay, that's what you did. You bought J and E painting. All right. When you buy a business, you have to inject money into marketing, inject money into labor. Okay. And from there you connect the two through sales. Sales is the middle guy that connects the labor with the market. Does that make sense? Yes, very much. So it's all about a perspective change. That's really all this is, is helping you just see things in a different light. I don't like to leave these things without a commitment to taking action. You know, I have a lot of people that have done these breakthroughs, never hear from them again. That's nothing against them. I get it. It's hard to commit. There's some people that really, really want this. Like, you know, let me ask you this, like, and, and this is side, what's driving you right now? Like what, what is your motivation to, to succeed? Cause that plays a big part in it. Like, what is that for you? I, and I knew this a long time ago, whether it be working for someone or owning my own business, I want the freedom to do what I want to do, which is probably why I need to own my own business. And when I say that, I mean, like, I want to be able to, you know, just be able to afford the things in life that I want to afford, whether it be time with my family or anything. I just want to be able to do it and have the confidence that I know that everything is okay at the end of the day. I am taken care of. My family is taken care of. Everybody's taken care of. And that's pretty much my main goal is wow. to just, yeah. Yeah. So my first piece of advice, advice to you is to write that down. It's not going to take you long, 30 seconds of what it is that's driving you. And then just read it once a day. And it's like, whenever you feel like you're kind of timid to go to an estimate and you say to yourself or, or do a sale, right? And you say to yourself, ah, like, I don't, I don't know. Like, remember that individual in front of you is the one stopping you from, from achieving that, that dream of yours. And the same thing is, well, I don't want to learn how to hire people. I don't want to, you know, start putting out ads and figure this out myself. Well, then guess what? That dream that you have is that much further away. Same thing goes with finding the information to learn and study this business as best you can to get to that point. It's like, you got to have that, that internal desire. I'm glad you have something. Some people have nothing, you know, but it's just a matter of like using that as your push. Um, when you want to be lazy, like I'm, I'm in the same boat, like sometimes I'm just like, I don't want to do it, but guess what? It's not hard getting to success. The hardest part is actually keeping it. You know, once you get it, you, you, you have like, you can get kind of comfortable, you know, after a while. Yeah. You're, you're in one of the best businesses in the world. You're in the only business that can not only serve the new construction market, but the in-home lived-in market, both interior and exterior. The market share for painting is, is freaking massive. So it's not a matter of, are you going to get jobs? It's a matter of, can you produce them? Um, that's, that's the question. If you had 100 painters, then you wouldn't have a problem. So the first thing you need to do is hire. So that's where I think you should start. I think you should call your rep today, see if they can uh, set you up a credit account um, and then, you know, and then start there. And what I was saying about being, you know, accountability is these sessions are free. If you really wanted to, you can jump on with me every week. But the reality of the situation is, are you going to come with me, come to me with the same problems that you're dealing with now? Not really going to be much to talk about. Right. You know, so that's what I got for you today. Was that helpful? 
Very much so. Very much so. What are some things that you think you're going to implement? Um, I think I'm going to look towards hiring like one person for the time being, and then like I'll branch out from there and then get bigger jobs. Yeah. And the credit account also, because I didn't, I didn't even know Sharon Williams had a credit account. Right. Right. So that's going to be, that's going to be huge for you. So get the hiring down, lock it in. Don't be afraid to pay. Well, don't worry about making money for the first month. You know, I think you're starting your business today. Okay. You definitely need a website. You definitely need, you know, um, a phone number for, you know, and after we get off this chat, I'm going to teach, I'm going to teach you some things that you can use to get a phone number up and going. All right. Yes, sir. Awesome. Thank you so much for your time. I think, uh, I think you're on your way. Just stick to those goals you have and, you know, get them action steps going. All right. Thank you. Hey, I just want to take a second to thank you for joining me here on the Contractor Secrets Podcast. Um, I'm just going to take this opportunity to let you know that my passion is coaching people, helping people. Um, I've changed my Instagram name to at contractor coach. And I did that because that is my passion. I want to help you. So please reach out to me. If you have an issue going on in your business, send me an email, find me on Instagram, message me, and let's do a breakthrough session. I want to work through your problems in your business to help you get to that next level. And, and one thing that I always say is this, you know, the difference between those that get over the humps and the hurdles in business is just a change in perspective. And that's what I plan to offer you. So get with me, message me, allow me to help you take your business to the next level.